Good morning. Good morning. Let us read the scripture for today. And if you all would read with me, it would be amazing. The scripture today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 13 and 27 through 31. And it reads, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit, one spirit. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? I will show you a still more excellent way. Hey God. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this time. Lord, in this moment, we expect your spirit to permeate this place, God. We expect you to show up in a mighty way, oh God. We expect that the word that you have for all of us will build us, will propel us, will push us forward. So God, in this moment, forgive us of our sins, of our trespasses, God, in this moment. Eliminate our distractions and all that may stand in front of us, God, in this moment. Let it just be us and you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's title is I Need You to Survive, and I would be lying to you if I did not tell you, if I said that this week has not been a trying one for sermons. For instance, this is about three of them. 
And so I came this morning really trying to figure out what God was trying to say. And I wrestled to and fro and I revisited those three sermons. And I'll tell you about them. You want to hear about them? The first one was, was simply about this song. It says, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. That sounds a lot like the scripture, right? As a matter of fact, that parallels so nicely with verse 12 that I said that has to be a point. And then it goes on to the next line and it says, uh, stand with me, agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. And that's verse 13. It is his will. Every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. That's 27 through 31. It's almost like uh, the songwriter took the scripture and just made it just just so pretty in song. And I start to think about this and I said, you know, that has to be the sermon. And we, we have to talk about how we need each other, that God has designed us in, in such a way that we fit so tightly together that literally we need one another. And it just didn't feel like that was completely the word for today. So then I started looking at a, a, a poem. I think it was written by Langston Hughes. It's called Mother to Son. And it starts off saying, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. And throughout the, 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 the lines of the poem, it begins to talk about the challenges of life and how uh, we should celebrate even those challenges because those challenges help us to be who we are. So in the first sermon, I was talking about uh, celebrating the things that, that, we, that are alike and that we can join together on. And in the second one, I said, surely uh, looking at the things that are different differences and celebrating those things in order to bring ourselves together that has to be it and that didn't feel right either and so then I moved to a, a third sermon where we begin to talk from the the movie have you all seen 300 I know it's a little older it, it's a it's movie uh, where there are this place called Sparta and this this tyrant is trying to to get them to do something that they just refuse to do and they are known for being warriors they are taught from the time that they set foot on ground to be warriors so if you are not equipped to be a warrior they push you out well, they're planning to, to fight this battle and they're going to go against 3,000 men and they are 300. And there's this deformed uh, individual that comes to the commander and he doesn't look like he would know what he was talking about. He doesn't sound like he knows what he's talking about. But the commander hears him out and he says there is a, a goat path just over there that the enemy could use to, to overtake us. And my dad took me out because of my mother's love because I, I look like this, but he taught me how to fight. And he lunged forward and the spear, the technique was just wonderful. And Leonidas says, lift your shield. I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you grew up. Lift your shield. And he couldn't lift it. And he says, if you want to be part of the victory, being a warrior is not what you will be. Make sure that everybody gets water. Make sure that the, the wounded come off of the battlefield. That's how you will play a part. Because the way that we are successful is that my shield is not for me, it's for the person to my right. And my shield is designed to protect them throat to thigh. And if you can't lift as high as the man's throat, you can't protect him. 
And I thought about how it's wonderful to know that the tools that God gives us is not always for ourselves. So if we are if we have the tools, that means we have to be one body because it's for someone else. And I pulled into the parking lot. Y'all just going to laugh at me? I'm not laughing yet. I, I pulled into the parking lot and, and I wrestled with it for a little while and I came into the church and I began to talk with Pastor Jay. And I, I went into the little a room adjacent to the office and I realized something. The reason why none of those felt exactly right, even though they are very good messages. I'm not saying that because I wrote them. I'm saying that because God gave them to me. And they are very they are messages that you can apply to life and it will change the very fabric of what it looks like. But what we have been talking about in this series is going deeper. And those lessons are very surface surface in the fact that they are great concepts but it's really hard to tell somebody that's hurting and that has been put down and has been devalued and has been told that they're not enough or has the big head because they believe they are more than enough that they're supposed to do these things and it just magically happens. There, there is a deeper concept that glues this thing together, that pushes it forward, that drives it, that gives it the gas that is needed so that it can penetrate through the, the biggest problem and through the thickest wall. And I got to the scriptures and I begin to look and realize that I had been approaching it all this time from the same standpoint that I had for years, and that is from the very front to the very back. Hey, Kyle, can you put up the, uh, the final scripture, please? And what God was calling me to do was to go from the very end to the very top. And the last sentence simply says this. And I will show you still a more excellent way. Now, what does that mean? A more excellent way. They've been battling all this time trying to figure out who is greatest. And if uh, tongues gives me the ability to be better than you, they have been, been arguing all this time and, and causing divisions without trying to call cause divisions. They have been fighting for selfish and, 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 and selfish things and forgotten the more excellent way. But if you all would go to the very next verse, you'd find yourself in 1 Corinthians 13. And what does 1 Corinthians 13 talk about? Oh, say it loud. One more time. The more excellent way is the way of You want to talk about being with individuals that, 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 that have great gifts and, and put themselves up on the pedestal so much that they cannot hear anybody else. And what I will show you is an individual that lacks the ability to love as Christ has called them to love. If you show me an individual that will devalue themselves because they believe the words of other people instead of the words of God. And I will show you an individual that lacks the ability to love as Christ has called us to love. If you show me 
an individual that will take their gifts and their talents and put them under a bushel, as the scripture says, and not share them with the world. I will show you a person that has not perfected loving as Christ has called us to love. The deeper thing in this scripture is this. If we can run after the more excellent way, the way of love, and by the way, Jesus is, I'll say it the way the scripture says, God is, all right, so Jesus is, if we are running after God, if we are running after love, if that is our more excellent way, then all the stuff listed in the scripture above that one sentence all of a sudden becomes easy. Aisha, come here. I still got time. John Arms, come here. You look like you want to stand up. Go there. Can I borrow you? Can I borrow you? Go there. Just, just go, go, go link somewhere close to him. I need one more person who will. Everybody looks to the side. Go. And I'm going to move out the way. What do you all see? I'm going to move this way because y'all don't need to see me. What do you all see? Talk. There, there's not going to be a wrong answer, I promise. I'm not going to give anybody any D's or F's. What, what do you all see? So we have people bonding family, what else was there? Friends. Now what's interesting is this. The scripture says, go up one, that we are all parts of the body of Christ and individually members of it. It says it doesn't care what your title is, it doesn't care if you're, you're slave or free, Greek, uh, a Jew, Gentile, or the like, right? We have multiple generations here, we have multiple ethnic groups here. We have different genders here. We have people that wear glasses, people that don't. People that are strong, people that are stronger. <laughs> like I say that, right? That was awesome. <laughs> but the reality of it is, this is what the kingdom of God looks like. Now, what the enemy would like us to do is, let go, move forward, stop, move in front of her. Stop. What the enemy wants us to do is to believe that there are so many differences here that that should never happen. This should be how it looks. And what happens when we adopt this frame of reference is now everything that they protected, which is really the people that don't yet believe like they think they believe. Now the enemy has the ability to walk through and around and, and touch and do whatever the enemy would like to do. And it's just because the enemy changed her mind and his mind and they weren't willing to do what they could 
to stop them. Now, I know it's a little different to have real examples here when we start talking about sermons. But what I want you to see is if we are truly the body of Christ, we should celebrate with those that celebrate. We should mourn with those that mourn. In fact, if we see our brothers or our sisters in a place where they are hurting, where they are disillusioned, where they have been confused, where they have been led astray, when they, if they are backsliding into a place where they were lost, then it is our opportunity, our obligation not to beat them up, but to pray for them and to love them and to help them to stay exactly where God has planted them. Why is that? Because if we go back to my examples, my shield or my tools aren't for me, they're for her. If I go back to my examples, his shortcomings don't devalue him. They actually give great, uh, great testimony and strength to the person that might be standing next to him. And it is her job to build him up so that together they can move forward. If I go back to my earlier sermons, the, 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 the celebrations of the person that does great isn't a, a license for them to run without everyone, but instead to walk. Just come on, come on, just, just pull, pull. To walk so that as God gives them vision, they are able to bring all those they are connected to. You see, the, the reason why I wanted them to lock arms is because they hold each other up. They, they love each other. They, 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 a simple touch is a, a form of affection no matter how you define it. Who are you linked to? Who have you chosen to be linked to? Who has God called you to be linked to? Have you reached out to them? When was the last time you talked to them? When was the last time you visited them? When was the last time that you went out of your way to make sure that they were okay? If we are all one body and God has gifted us in such a way that all of our giftings fit together, then it is literal when I say I need you to survive. In my darkest moment, you might have the thing that pulls me out. On my highest height, you might have the thing that keeps me level headed. When I am in the midst of trouble, you may be the very life preserver that God sends. But if I push you away because of how you looked, where you came from, who your people are, how you've offended me in the past, I have literally put a piece of the body away. I don't know about you, but I can't afford that. I'm not strong enough for that. I think somewhere on the sheet it says, uh, uh, who has the sheet? May I borrow this? One of the questions is, how can we encourage one another to go deeper for the sake of our church and for one another? And the fact of the matter is, we have to encourage one another because without one another, we don't get there. Y'all may be seated. What do you hear me saying? Anyone? What does that mean? How do we get there? You get an A. 
If I had some candy, I'd give you that. We were doing good. So, so the, 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 the lesson for today, as, as remedial as it may sound, is to be patient, to be kind, to be long-suffering, to allow your love to endure all things, to hope all things, and to never fail. Because love is going to do what love does. It's just going to keep loving. We are the ones that choose a less excellent way. So in this time where we begin to look at ourselves, as this, in this time where we begin to look at our church in this time, where we begin to look at our communities in this time, where we are forced to look into the mirror and ask the question, God, what have you called me to do and to be? I ask you also to contemplate and look at those people that you've mistreated, those people that you've overlooked, those people that you've walked past, and go back and mend it. Doesn't mean that y'all have to be the best of friends, doesn't mean that y'all have to go to lunch on every Wednesday, but it does mean that you still have to love them. That makes sense? It means that you still have to care. It means that you have to treat them like God treats you. In the midst of all of our foolishness, he gave his son that we might be okay. If this is a call to go deeper, then my challenge to you today is to love deeply without ceasing because it is wrapped up and who God called you to be. If God is love, and we are chasing after a more excellent way, if God is love, and we are called to emulate him at every turn, if God is love, and he is our Lord and our Savior, if God is love, and he is in our, our example, if God is love, and he is our God, then our life should be love as well. In the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.